Welcome, everybody, to Blissfully Aware, the show in which three opinionated people discuss what's going on in fandom and nerd news in general. I'm Bliss, and as always, I'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts, Kelty and Kendra. Hello! Welcome, welcome, welcome! Damn. I don't know, I wanted to do an echo effect on your intro, (laughs) but I didn't want to step all over your line, so... (laughs) Well, I appreciated that. We need to get one of those um, soundboards they have off. on, like radio shows. Yeah, you mean yeah. you mean the autism hate machine? We should yeah. definitely no. be basing the aesthetic of our show on morning talk radio. No. Oh my god, beep, beep, that's no. a very hip and modern <laughs> reference that all the kids will be into. <laughs> Oh my god. Morning radio is a fucking yeah. trauma. Anyway, moving on. Well, how was y'all guys this week? It was very good. We had a cute little Valentine's Day date. We did! We went on a date! That was gonna be my happy. Aww. Went to an art show, one of my co-workers. That's also happy. Had dinner with my dad. Yeah, we had a really exciting week. We had a busy weekend. Yeah. For us. Yeah, really. How about you? Um, I had a pretty chill week, actually. Just a lot of work, but like the good kind of work. So was it chill or was it a lot of work? (laughs) (laughs) The good kind of work. I got to do a lot of, um... Valentine's nails. A lot of art that I enjoyed. That's good to hear. Yeah, you did a lot of cute nails. I saw them on Instagram. Eee! On the gram. Um... But you know what's not on the gram? This terrible segue. Thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would have had to scroll past it. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, So something we forgot to mention last week in our seven-month recap (laughs) of the drama we missed. Mm Mm-hmm was the Wizards of the Coast's drama. And if you know, you know. And if you don't know... You probably don't care. <laughs> but buckle your tick up. <laughs> it's not that important in the grand scheme Maybe of things. Maybe don't but... give a shit about D&D. But, you know, <laughs> D&D's had a real resurgence in the last um, six, seven, eight years. And mm-hmm. part of that is due to all of these, like hosted D&D campaign shows like famously Critical Role and The Adventure Zone and others. I'm <laughs> sure there are more. There's one, there's another big one I'm forgetting. But everyone likes Critical Role with Matt Mercer and friends. Yeah. So it it was a drama that spanned over weeks and I went ahead and just asked our friend of the show legal lion um to condense it down into about two paragraphs for me because i wanted to get this in here real quick and then move past it (laughs) it's old news yeah um so they say basically wizards of the coast tried to revoke the open gaming license 1.0 under which many independent publishers began publishing content with the understanding that one, the open gaming license would never be revoked, two, that anything created under it 
completely belonged to them, and three, that this agreement would live in perpetuity. However, since Hasbro is losing money hand over fist, and their new CEO believes that D&D is under-monetized, they sought to introduce a new open gaming license that would require creators to buy in or lose their rights to publish under the open gaming license. Additionally, the new open gaming license would require creators to pay Wizards of the Coast a royalty fee for any amount of money made over 750k on uh, the open gaming license product. Wizards of the Coast would be able to take and sell independently created products lock, stock, and barrel without the creator's consent because it was created under the open gaming license and not pay them. If Wizards of the Coast didn't like their product, they could have it pulled by deeming it, quote, harmful material and some other real douchebag shit. The D&D community revolted, though, by telling everyone to cancel their D&D Beyond accounts, and holy shit did we cancel. We went from Wizards of the Coast saying, take it or leave it, to them deciding to ask the community about the changes and promising to do whatever we wanted, to them outright stopping their new open gaming license and saying the original is there to stay for good and apologizing for being irresponsible white people. Yeah, so, yeah, basically, the reason people are able to, like, write and sell their own, like, campaign manuals and, like kind of OC add-ons to 5th edition D&D is because of this open gaming license. So they're able to technically make a profit off of stuff that is, like, compatible with Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. Uh, and then Hasbro was like, we want a cut. We want our cut. Where's my fucking money? And then everyone got real mad at them. And it sounds like they're walking it back, but I don't... This is the end goal, is to, like, monetize is to turn D&D into a subscription service because the end goal of all <laughs> media right now is to turn it into a subscription service. So they might have pushed it down the road a couple of years, but that's ultimately what I believe is still their main goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was surprised when they uh, folded. I didn't expect them to. Um, See, because I, I don't think they... They want that money. I don't think they folded. <laughs> I think this was a strategic retreat. Uh-huh. They've just yeah. set their their timeline for this back a couple of years to ease everyone into it. Well, we shall see. Yeah, and so everyone was, was upset because there's lots of, like, you know... It, this even meant that, like big name shit like Critical Role could potentially be on the hook for royalties uh-huh. to Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast. And these things won't continue if that's the case, because no one has that kind of fucking money to pay Hasbro for the right to mention Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> so anyway, go to Pathfinder. <laughs> Move on to Pathfinder. Yeah. Let's all forget about D&D. There or are plenty of good RPGs out there. Stars Without Number or Stars any Without of Numbers. them. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah, Stranger Things is ending this last season, so... Everyone's gonna forget about D&D again. Uh, everyone will forget about D&D again, <laughs> except for the few nerds of us who except all just sit in, our, sit in our rooms. What are you gonna do, Hasbro? You're gonna fucking stalk us and find us? Yeah, you're gonna fucking... 
come into my house and <laughs> what knock the monster manual out of my hands <laughs> i dare you do it i don't have anything better to do i'll fight a bureaucrat i'm already a barbarian let's go <gasps> <laughs> well you heard it here folks <laughs> um okay so then on to less fun news Yay, less fun than D&D copywriting. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, fucking bringing the van hammer down on nerds inventing fun make-believe stories. Yeah. I just didn't want to start with Genshin Impact right out the gate. Yeah, yeah, that's a good uh, call. That's fair. We're easing it into some, some nice nerd outrage. Of the capitalist mm-hmm. variety rather than the predator variety. Yeah. Okay. So Genshin Impact, uh, famously known, terrible fandom. <laughs> <laughs> terrible game. And it came out of fucking no. Like it just happened. Oh, like and a like, couple years ago. At least and it's just in the like English speaking fandom, it fucking hit a tipping point like overnight. Yeah, it like was a- just an immediately horrible time for everyone involved. I get that like in the Chinese speaking world this had been a big deal for a while, but man, it just took over overnight in English speaking nerd f- nerd fandom. And everyone Such was is the power of gambling. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> gambling addiction <laughs> spreads like wildfire among preteens. Who knew? Well, in Genshin Impact, there is a character, um, and I apologize, I'm sure I'm saying this character's name wrong. He doesn't uh, mind. Yeah, he's not real. <laughs> uh, the character's name is Tignari? Okay. Maybe. close enough Uh, something like that and their English voice actor's name is Elliot Gindy I believe Um, we'll just call him Elliot how about Mm -hmm. yeah they they came into the spotlight this week for some not fun reasons (laughs) it's an unfortunate circumstance for them so Elliot Mm -hmm. (laughs) Elliot did some things, and we're going to go through a timeline. Made some decisions. (laughs) Y'all don't even know. (laughs) I don't, because I'm not on Twitter anymore. Uh. So this is brand new information for me. But apparently, (laughs) in summary, Elliot was uh, texting things of a sexual nature to maybe someone he shouldn't have been. Uh Uh Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, February 7th. Mm Mm-hmm. One of Elliot's former Twitch and Discord moderators, Maddie... Uh, compiled a public Google Doc full of screenshots. The call-out doc. (laughs) And, God, were they damning. (laughs) Is it not great? Man, why does everyone conduct their illegal predatory business in Discord these days? I don't know, man, that's dumb. Because you can delete. You can delete your history. You can. Whereas on Twitter, you can't. You can't delete screen caps that everyone else has access to. Like it's true. If you're if you're writing these messages in a public Discord server, someone is screen capping them. Uh-huh. That's true. Children listening to this podcast, <laughs> you shouldn't be listening. Uh, but do leave with the knowledge that the internet is forever. The internet is permanent. I know 
things like Twitter and fucking Snapchat and TikTok don't make it feel like it's permanent anymore in the same way that old message boards and forums and archives did. But it is. You just kind of have to put half a second of effort into it. And it, it can be found. So these screenshots were... They were conversations between Elliot and some of his fans in which he was coercing people into sending him lewd photos. Very obviously grooming people. Uh, but were... He was... Was he sending them to just any old people, Bliss? Oh, no. Mm. Uh, he was denying somebody's asexuality... <gasps> Oh. Yeah. And he was threatening suicide if any of these got out. And he was sending all of these to minors. <laughs> uh-huh. You don't say. And like, I don't know how minor, but minor enough. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause all I feel and not, like all, not all of them. I feel like all the Genshin Impact fandom is is under the age of seventeen. Wasn't um, you can cut this if it's not true, obviously, but I think I saw one of the screen caps when they were like thirteen. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think the youngest one I saw was twelve. Ruh row. Um So on February eighth, Elliot released an official apology on Twitter. In oh, which good. Twitter apology. Oh, he used the application twit longer. So, so you know we get a nice long apology. Yeah, so you know he means business. And I'm not going to read the full apology, but I do want to read just one section in which he breaks down what he claims is true and what is not true. Mm. Uh, so Elliot claims what is true, all the screenshots of the chat logs. Yes, all the cringy sex talk. Yes, I did threaten suicide if it got out. I didn't think through the severity of that. I'm sorry. I never intended to change someone ace. They insisted this is what they wanted. I ended things, but later gave in to emotional weakness and re-engaged when I was offered a chance to. So you didn't end things. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, huh. I ended things. I also started them up back there. <laughs> <laughs> and then what he claims is not true is that I knowingly did anything with anyone underage, that I did not respect someone's pronoun changes. I was not, quote, waiting for someone 15 to turn 18. I flatly rejected them. <laughs> Do we so, have a screen cap of that? So basically, we admit to everything there's evidence for. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. Absolutely Outstanding. everything that there exists evidence for, he cops to. And everything that there's no evidence for is just a gross overstatement or an outright lie. That's, um, that's so convenient for him. <laughs> yeah. And I've gone through and read the screenshots and I've read the testimonies from the now as of time of recording 24 allegations dude dang um, fucking yeah. being a voice actor for a fucking gotcha video game gets you that much clout 
I mean, apparently. Yeah, it's... I haven't even fucked 24 people. Mm. It's messy. It's messy and gross. It's gross the way... It's not cringy. The sex talk is not cringy. It's gross. Mm. It's super gross. Like, I haven't seen it, but I could only imagine... I only saw the one the, screen cap that I mentioned. The lyrical creativity employed by a voice actor who... Is trying to impress teenagers into sleeping with him. I, I, the mind boggles at the the pros he might choose. Mm, not good ones. Mm. I mean, is there good pros for that? I mean, yeah, I'm under the impression that sexting is always kind of cringe unless you're really horny and then you don't care mm-hmm. how yeah. bad it is because you just want to come. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kind of like dirty talk. I don't think there's such a thing as good dirty talk. There's just, you're in the right frame of mind to hear it. Yeah. Because if, if you're hearing dirty talk when you're not horny, <laughs> it is the dumbest shit it's always. It's the stupidest, grossest thing. Like, even, even, like, my exact your, tropes. Your own dirty talk that would super get you off in the right headspace is just like, Ew. if I'm if I'm listening to it when I like just got done like I don't know watching fucking Titanic or some shit and just not not horny, and I'm just like, yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> it's a stupid thing I just said. <laughs> just why it's difficult to write fan fiction when you're not in the right headspace because you're like, no, nah, just. Just fuck. I don't. I don't know how to make it sound good. <laughs> this is just all stupid. Smash your bits together. <laughs> yep. Just smash the two Ken dolls together. But anyway, so like, fine. No one's sex are great, but I bet his were especially bad. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. claim that without evidence, because <laughs> I feel. Like, that's a sure thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and he also claimed in his apology uh, that he was going to work on himself. Oh, who gives Uh, a fuck? Gives a fuck about you. (laughs) It doesn't, in my opinion, ring sincere. And to to be clear, (sighs) he was, to be clear, he was sexting with fans, underage fans. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. So people who knew him as the voice of this character, and that was his giant air quotes claim to fame. <laughs> his in would be, apparently, a fan would send him fan art or want to uh, talk with them. And he'd start out just wanting to be their friend. And then the way that all grooming goes, oh, you're so mature for your age. Mm-hmm. You're so different than the hundreds of other fans I talk to. Uh-huh. And then it just gets terrible from there. Mm. And it gets worse. The appalling thing is... It does get worse, (laughs) Kelty. He's still talking to people. Outstanding. He's still messaging people threatening to commit suicide. Or threatening people that if they come forward that he's gonna do something. Look at him working on himself! Saying... (laughs) Yeah. He is making burner accounts, apparently. Oh, good. Uh, harassing victims. And, of course, his fans are also harassing Maddie, the person who uh, compiled the 
Google Doc full of screenshots mm. and has been compiling all the testimonies in one place. Wow, how convenient. The Genshin voice acting community has been... That's a stupid uh, term. <laughs> stupid thing, yeah. that is. <laughs> stupid thing that has to exist. Uh, they have been under a lot of scrutiny. A lot of fans are demanding they say this or they want them to say that or you're not saying the exact right amount of words in the exact right uh way for me personally to be happy and no one is happy in this scenario no good yeah this isn't about anyone's comfort or happiness except for the victims of his yeah they yep. they don't actually have to please anybody in this situation no uh, so Kotaku even wrote an article about this. <gasps> no! Because of course they did. <laughs> Kotaku! Oh, yeah. Is it on it? Oh, oh no! Boy. Now it's real journalism. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, but Kotaku emailed Hoyoverse, uh, which is the distributor of Genshin Impact, mm. and asked if Elliot would be removed from his role. Hopefully. And their response was, quote, We deeply regret the harm and damage that happened to our fans, gamers, community, and anyone affected. Both our internal teams and external partners, including our voice acting studio, have been working together on an urgent solution, and we will keep you posted on the progress. So, <sighs> likely... Elliot, a lot of get in the can. Yeah, it's not yes, but it's also not no. Yeah, oh. that's a really like roundabout way of going about your. I'm going oh, your decision. Yeah, like, I mean, Jesus Christ! Even Rick and Morty was like, "All right, yeah, let's fucking can the bastard." Yeah, out he goes into the bear. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But I imagine that because they did talk to the voice director, the Genshin voice director. Okay. So they talked to the Genshin voice director who publicly promised fans that he would use his influence with Hoyoverse to rectify the situation. Hmm. So I imagine it's not so easy as to just can him in the way that an American company with an American voice actor <laughs> can just let someone go when yeah. you have sort of an international tie-up. I guess his contract is not, like, with a localizer. It's with the, like, company that, like, produces the game? Like, the studio or the distributor from China? I guess so. I have no idea. But, like, yeah, I guess they're just doing their internal investigation so that there can be no doubt that there is... They absolutely have cause to fire him, and then he's gone. <laughs> hey y'all, this is Bliss. Quick update. I just wanted to let y'all know that as of the 16th, Genshin Impact has announced via Twitter, Dear Travelers, after communications with the voice recording agency, we hereby confirm that Elliot Gendy, the English voice actor for... Tignari will no longer be voicing the character in subsequent versions due to breach of contract. So he has been canned. Anyway, back to the episode. And I mean, he's unfortunately Elliot's far from the first voice actor to pull this stunt. Mm -hmm. 
It's like a weird, like, attainable level of micro-celebrity mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. like, is normal enough that fans can, like, theoretically get in contact with them, but I guess close enough to something cool that they like that it feels kind of neat and weird and different. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's just really disappointing. Like, I know I've said it before, but voice actors are buck wild. Yeah. They'll be either the, <laughs> like, true. nicest people in the world. The nicest, normalest folks. Or they'll just be rabid monsters. Mm. And just have, like, a wildly overinflated opinion of themselves. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like... Man, you you said some words for an anime. It's you're not you're not that hot. <laughs> yeah, not even the original words. <laughs> Just the English words. You're a dub actor. <laughs> So that's great. Oh, I just, <laughs> anything, anything that takes Genshin Impact down a peg, mm-hmm. it's it's horrible that it had to be in such a disastrous, harmful way. Mm-hmm. It's horrible that people are now out there harassing these victims and the people disseminating this information, but I would expect nothing less of this group of people. Nope. Oh, absolutely not. I don't have words for the Genshin Impact community. Mm. They sure do know how to put fandom through its paces. Yeah, just routinely one of the worst. One of the worst. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In their treatment of each other and also everyone around them. Oh, yeah. But my heart does go out to the victims. God, uh, yes. God, Especially, yeah. Yeah, the... Because they're all so... They're young fucking kids. And they they thought that they were gonna... It was a cool thing to, like, meet a semi-celebrity. That, Someone who was in their, their cool fucking video game that they love so much turned out to be a real creep. And that sucks the first time you learn that. Yeah. Even if there's no predatory behavior involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me long for the days when the fandom exist. wasn't... <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> uh, but the ability for fans to connect with, uh, especially fandom fans. Yes, like yeah. capital F fans. <laughs> to connect with the... Um, object of their affections <laughs> uh, wasn't so easy say. yeah yeah when there was, was it so easy when there was just a little degree of separation yeah mm-hmm. and now now it's like normalized that everyone's just a person you could tweet at if you want to say hi and in some ways that's great mm-hmm. in some ways it's really not yeah <laughs> This is why this is why I still maintain like never meet your heroes and like you know I have tweeted at like maybe 3 like C tier celebrities and every time that I have gotten a response I'm like oh yay and then that's the end I don't like I'll just be like I liked this thing that you did and they're like thank you and I'm like fuck yeah successful (laughs) and it's over i don't want to be their friend because the minute i'm their friend something bad's gonna go down if there's someone who is famous for whatever reason or who is at least famous to me i admire their work or whatever they do like i don't know 
them as a person. I only really know them through their work. Exactly. And I like their work. Mm. But I don't know, they could just be a fucking rip-roaring asshole about everything, and, like, I would not want to be in a room with them for longer than five minutes. And But I'll never know, because I just know them as an actor or a writer or a whatever, a musician. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the capacity that I know them as a musician or a, a producer of whatever, I I really enjoy their work. But, yeah, like, when you have such a narrow scope of, like, view for who someone is, you your head can really run away with you and you start developing a parasocial relationship with whoever it is. And now it's real easy for that parasocial relationship to just become social because you just mm-hmm. fucking DM them. <laughs> stress. Oh, yeah. That idea just stresses Like, me. back oh, yeah. in the day, celebrities had teams of people screening their crazy fan mail because yep. it was all people wanting to marry them or had to, having great ideas on how they should run their career or shit like that. Unsolic- or wanting to kill them. Or wanting to kill them. <laughs> Unsolicited advice of all kinds. <laughs> and now, you know, real, like, A-list celebrities still have that, but... If you're just a fucking English voice actor for Genshin Impact and you just have a Twitter that you run yourself, just you can just see all of that crazy adoration just right in your inbox. <laughs> it's just right there. And if you're not the kind of person who deals with that attention super great, that might lead you down a bad path. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where you're threatening suicide to a 13-year-old if they if you they tell anyone about the bad things you did. Yeah. That's a yep. bad call, mate. Yeah. It's time to stop making decisions, buddy. <laughs> so there's that. Um, I definitely recommend also reading friend of the show uh, JD's Substack article, Bad Voice Actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was a good one. But that's really all I have to say about Elliot. Yeah. I hope he... Goes away. Loses gets what his he job. deserves. Yeah. Hope he gets everything he deserves. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um... Anyway, on to the B story. Yeah. We're going to talk about something fun. <laughs> fun bad. Oh, so fun. You guys heard of a little show? It's been in the zeitgeist off and on. Sure have. It's called Velma. The Last of Us? Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. That I do that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's super popular. It's uh, doing real great on HBO. Already oh. renewed for its second season, yeah. The Last of Us, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made this joke <laughs> off the cuff, but I'm realizing that all of these things are true of both shows. Very sad <laughs> for one of them. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, it's also very sad for The Last of Us, but for a different reason. Oh, HBO, what are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? Don't! <laughs> Who's making decisions over there these days? So, <laughs> so Bliss and I had the just fantastic desire to watch some of it. Yes, for and some I, reason. I did not. I haven't seen any of it, so I'm going to be the straight man. You guys are going to tell me all the whack shit. That happens in the show if it's as bad as everyone says. And I, oh, it is. I am going to react sight unseen. All I know is that everyone hates it. Yeah. No one likes it. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. It's bad. Anti-woke people don't like it. Woke people don't like it. 
Scooby-Doo fans, which apparently there are just scores of, unbeknownst to me, Everyone is a Scooby-Doo like fan. I mean, I, sure. But it, it seems <laughs> no one likes it, and yet it, it persists. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's really how it goes for a lot of things these days. So you're going to lay it all on me, and I'm going to try to make sense of this all of the choices that led us to this show being greenlit and written and animated and voiced and released. Yes. I have one specific thing that I hate and I'm going to talk about, but Bliss, you can you can take if you if you would like to begin. I would like to begin with just my utter bafflement at the casting in the show. Right? It's fantastic. It's great. The casting in the show is fantastic. I don't understand for, why. For this show? It's... <laughs> well, there's a lot of big names attached to it. And, like, one of the vibes that I got from, like, just the general reaction that I saw was that it really gives off the appearance that until perhaps rather late in production, this was not a Scooby-Doo cartoon. And it was hastily retrofitted to be part of the Scooby-Doo IP, quote-unquote, in order to have some kind of brand recognition so that people would watch it. Well, I do know that the Scooby-Doo IP, like, brand, Mm -hmm. was like, you can't have the dog. You guys are... We don't like this. Scooby-Doo... don't get Scooby-Doo. The character is too pure to appear in this whatever. Well, basically because because the brand is the dog, because it's Scooby-Doo, where are you? It's not like, you know, Fred and his friends. Mm Mm-hmm. So... (laughs) (laughs) So they were just like, no. No, you don't get to have the dog. I guess you can have the names and their outfits and nothing else. And not even their names. For for Shaggy, it's really? Norbert. Norval. His name is Norval, Norval, which is his real name in the in the canon. But that's his square name, man. Exactly. My Scooby my well, my uh, Shaggy impression is lacking. Yeah. Not my greatest. <laughs> Like Scoob, <laughs> like Scoob. That's my name. That's my square name, Scoob. I, like, like, like I said, I, I am of the belief that everybody is a Scooby Doo fan. They might not realize how much until something like this show is thrust upon them, and they're like, "But why? Why did you ruin this wonderful thing from my childhood?" Which, like, you know, is always a silly feeling, but you, you have it. And you're allowed to have it. And I had it. <sighs> and I did not enjoy having it. So. Mm. So, Kelty and I sat down and watched this. Hate watched the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. So you guys um, contributed to its renewal. No, we didn't. I well, know. it already had been renewed by then. I know, I'm just giving y'all a hard time. <laughs> so, it it's a gritty take gritty take on what if Velma was a bitch and hated Daphne <laughs> and tried to murder her in the first opening scene. Yeah, that was weird. Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere and then was like, LOL, JK and they moved on. And it There's was... already a dead body in Velma's locker. Ooh, it's a twist. Yeah. Oh yeah, because there's like 
there's a murderer and like Velma's kind of being framed for murder. Yeah. But also she's like having a psychotic break and maybe she is actually the murderer. Well, you see Kendra. Yeah. When she goes to solve a mystery. Yeah. She could have a heart attack because like of trauma mystery? she experienced with any mystery. Like what if she misplaces her keys? She literally had a moment where <laughs> she was having a heart attack and she's like, but I just asked a question. So we were like, oh. So like any mystery? Yeah, any mystery. Wow, that seems like yeah. a really fatal defect <laughs> for our main character to have. It's an interesting flaw, if a little on the nose, but it is a Scooby-Doo cartoon. So it doesn't sound terrible yet for the, the premise of our character. She's a... Uh, She's a mystery solver who can't solve mysteries. That seems like a pretty solid internal conflict to set up. Oh, Kendra. Well, I'm, I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. I mean, this, the <laughs> fact that she is otherwise unlikable and, and trying to murder her classmates, despite the fact that she doesn't want to be a murderer or is worried about being framed for murder or something. Anyway, continue. Maybe, maybe this will all tie together in a nice, cohesive narrative way. Oh, Bliss, she has me. such hope. Lay it on me! Uh, so, she gets arrested. Uh -huh. Forgive me, fans of Velma, if I get any of this wrong, because... <laughs> we just All don't care. of you. <laughs> we just don't care. <laughs> it's been a couple days, and I truly don't care. So, she gets arrested and is told that the only way that she is going to, what is it, get out of being arrested, like officially indicted for murder or whatever, is if she can solve this murder. Yes. Yes, the cops ask her to solve the murder for, for them. For them, got it. Mm. I mean, not how police procedure works, but it is a Scooby-Doo cartoon, so that that's a good inciting incident. Now our character has a mission. 24 hours to complete. Okay. There's a, t there's a ticking clock. You always have to have a ticking clock. Apparently. Otherwise, your audience gets bored. Oh, yep. no. Too late. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. And for I will say, my one, my one positive for the show, other than the cast, because that seems incidental, honestly, um, the art is beautiful. It's gorgeous. And I am... Very sad that so much money went into this animated project that no one should bother watching. <laughs> and not in in cartoons that really deserve bigger budgets than they yeah. get. Something that's not a Scooby-Doo knockoff or but like a license. Insult, a honestly. license knockoff. Yeah. That uh, is bad and exists only to... I don't know why it exists. Again, because the HBO Discovery buyout and the, like, absolute decimation of their animation studios... Uh, maybe this is, like, a producer scenario where they're trying to release something so bad that the insurance pays it off. Maybe. <laughs> but they got renewed for season two. Well, yeah, so... because, like the producers, it was an unexpected hit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, that makes me a little sad. Um, so what happens next? Yeah. Uh, so you find out that there is a mystery surrounding Velma's mother's disappearance. Okay. 
Her father is a sort of deadbeat. He's a lawyer, but he's incompetent. And he knocked up a waitress who lives with them. All of this is very incidental information, but I'm trying to... (laughs) Trying to remember. (laughs) Wash this all back to the forefront of my brain. (laughs) So, fucking fast forward. You follow Velma and Norville, who is Shaggy. Just just Mm -hmm. gonna call him Shaggy. Just, I don't give a fuck. Um, his name. Who is 100% just a cuck square. Weird. Like, he is a beta male cuck square. He doesn't like drugs. He... Simps for Velma. He simps for Velma. He gets cucked in the second episode. Um, weird. And it's just, he, it's a weird choice for Shaggy's character. I mean, uh, I had heard that. And what I was expecting is for it to be funny... When eventually he becomes a big stoner. I, I don't know, like, that's not a super creative thing to do with that character, but is it is at least a joke. Mm-hmm. That's something the show is lacking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, like, I laughed one time and it was because of the animation. Like, it wasn't even a line, it was just a facial reaction that, <laughs> that happened in a different scene. And I don't even remember what it was. I just remember laughing at the facial reaction. But yeah, I don't remember laughing at any of the jokes. Did you laugh at any of the jokes? Did we laugh at jokes? Were there jokes? I mean, you summed it up. There were weird, conservative, dunk-on-the-wokies jokes. Yeah. But the conservatives aren't watching Velma because because it's it's too woke. (laughs) Yeah, because... There are characters of color, I guess. And, mm-hmm. like, I hot take, potentially. I think there are some characters where their ethnicity or race is too much a part of their character identity for it to be, like, changed and for that character to remain the same. I don't think any of the Scooby-fucking-Doo characters are that, though. I think any of those characters could be made any sort of... Of ethnicity or race, and they could fundamentally remain unchanged. They're not super deep, complex characters. No, the characters themselves (laughs) could remain the same, although I would say that if you were going to do a gritty remake um, about crime-solving teenagers who showed up at crime scenes, and you race-bent the characters to not be white, do something with that. Yeah, like, that could be an interesting giant air quotes woke subplot of but, some sort but like then they didn't are this is not it's true the 60s anymore this yeah. is this is a time where law enforcement and its relation to people of color is very in the spotlight of our collective consciousness and it's being revealed to be violent and bad and imperialist and less than ideal so we could we could do something with that yeah. if you wanted. But they didn't. But they didn't. Um, no. Like when Bliss and I were first watching it, we kept saying that's not a joke, you just said it. Cause like it's it's not a joke really to point out a thing that happens just to say a commentary. Like it's not a joke. That's just No, pointing something out is not a punchline. Yeah. Actually. And so it's like... It is just an observation. They would just have a line, and I can't even think of any now because it was just so forgettable. None of the jokes landed. None of it made sense. 
The first episode ends with Velma breaking into Freddy's mansion, uh, assuming that Freddy was the murderer. And because he's a straight Freddy white male, arrested. Well, because he has a piece of evidence on him. Okay. Well, because again, what I heard was that they were like Fred's character is like toxic masculinity. Maybe is that anything? But then they like don't do anything with that. That's actually the one thing that I want to talk about, if I may, Bliss. Uh huh. The story beat of Fred. So he has the evidence and that they hire Velma's father to um, be his defense lawyer. So they're like setting up a defense for Fred. And for a minute, it almost seemed like it was going to make sense because they were like, we're going to defend Fred by saying it couldn't have been him. Cause look at what a sweet little boy he is. And it's like, haha, that's funny. <laughs> I guess because, because white men get off with a, a slap on the wrist whenever they do anything horrific. Uh, uh, when it comes to law enforcement. That is what happens. And that is what happens. L- like with fucking Good. Brock Turner and Kyle Rittenhouse. And exactly. Tiny baby face white boys. They just, they just didn't know better. They just didn't know better. Oh no. And so like that made sense. But then they didn't seem to want to stick with that at all. Like they had that defense going. And so he comes out and he's like all dolled up like like a little like sailor boy (laughs) (laughs) and but then it starts raining and one of his little fake eyelashes falls under his nose into um a hitler mustache wow that's a bit much on the under the nose one might say it's a bit much and um (laughs) And then everyone's like, oh, he looks like Hitler. Like, that's actually a line. Like, he sa- they say it. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. Uh, it just, they just... In point- case you didn't grasp that. <laughs> <laughs> they just point out the subtext, and they're like, look, subtext! Yeah, it, no, that's what I mean by, like, it's not jokes. They're but just like, like, look, subtext, and we're like, And so oh. then everyone turns on him? Yeah, so then everyone turns on him. Mm-hmm. Then again, they're in the court. And, like, they prove that he couldn't have done it because he can't even use a knife to cut his steak because he makes his mom do it. And so then everyone's like, oh, it couldn't have been him. You're right. He is just a sad, poor little white boy. But then his masculinity gets threatened because everyone's calling him a poor little baby loser boy. And so he's like, I could have killed all of you. And then he goes to jail. And so it's like... What were you wanting to say? Because this doesn't make any sense. You couldn't even seem to figure out which story beat you wanted to go with. So, like, to clarify, Fred was sent to jail for a crime he did not commit. No, he didn't commit it either. Just just because he had a little tantrum in the courtroom. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. his masculinity was threatened. Which, if you'd notice is not how it typically goes uh, when law enforcement is with white men or really when anything happens to white men. We had a man cry his way through how much he loved beer, and now he's a Supreme Court justice. So (laughs) I really don't think the show itself knows 
what it was trying to say with this joke. I honestly think... But is it a joke? Is it a joke? Or is it just a Good bunch question. of... Is it a bunch of stuff that happens? It's a bunch of stuff that happens. Well, like, with the story beat, mm-hmm. I don't think they understand what they meant. I think that two different people wrote two different story beats, <laughs> and then they just merged them together and were like, Good enough. Because they didn't have anything else to pad the story. Because nothing happens in that show. I watched an hour of it but nothing happened because like i could tell you the whole plot but like why bother because there is no real plot and it doesn't make sense no there wasn't there wasn't any payoff there to wasn't any, any flow and i mean that's not to say no i mean i guess that is to say that the show is bad but that's not to say that making a gritty remake of a scooby doo show is impossible it's like, not do you remember the gritty venture uh, brothers, venture brothers parody yeah venture brothers that did one and that was hilarious funny they were all based off different serial killers i would have watched a whole show based off that yeah it was funny and then kevin smith did it like for like fi- like a five minute scene in um was it strikes back chainsaw and bob strike back the Scooby-Doo bit? I don't know if it's gritty reboot. It's just well, more that they all canonically mid- smoke weed and Velma takes her top off and is a lesbian. Yeah, that's all I really needed out of the original, though. So I don't know if that's <laughs> the same as a gritty reboot. But... I mean, whatever. It was an adult version, quote-unquote. I mean, I don't think Scooby-Doo, of all things is the thing you want to have a serious adult reboot for. And if you do, the original show's kind of goofy. It's kind of silly and goofy. And, like, there's it's a comedy, you know? Yeah. So if you want to make it adult, just have them smoke some weed and say the F word and solve mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> there, there doesn't have to be trauma and horror involved oh, yeah. and murder. Well, because... Like, because there wasn't ever any murder in the show, and, like, you could still make that, you could still make that, like, realistic and dark. Have them do white-collar crimes! Yeah! Well, I mean, they did. <laughs> it was always just taking down the man, which was super hot for me. Anyway. Anyway, so, yeah, Velma bad? Velma. Velma fucking bad. bad. <sighs> I mean... Yeah, Velma bad. Don't recommend. Yeah, yeah. Zero out of ten. Do better. On the um, other hand, though, HBO, good job with The Last of Us. Yes. Keep so doing far, that. That keeps hitting. I wanted to die about Henry and Sam. All over again. It's All been, over again. It's been almost ten years. It is It is my weakest point, I think. Uh, in the first game, it's it's the thing that gets me the hardest. And so I went into it knowing I was going to fucking, like, just sob my face off. And then I sobbed my face off way harder than I was even expecting to. <laughs> um, so that was, that was a good time. I very much enjoy crying. I read the worst article opinion piece, really, today, actually about that episode in which they were like, it was a real missed opportunity on HBO's part to not just let Henry and Sam have a happy ending because 
they've had real bummers this whole series. <laughs> and it was like earnest. <laughs> Maybe The Last of Us isn't for you, man. <laughs> Maybe this show is not for you, man. Because we haven't even fucking gotten started, baby. We haven't even put the car in gear. Yeah. We are, we are idling in the parking spots. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, it's my weakest point, but um, I I have specific, I have specific, specific issues. Trauma related specifically to a situation similar to this one. Yeah, uh, it is um, it, it is, is by no means the saddest moment in the story. No, 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 no. Shit, it only gets worse. Um, I mean, in terms of overall, between the two games. It might only break the top five. <laughs> oh, between the two games, it doesn't even break. Yeah, it's it's not my saddest moment anymore. <laughs> two games. If we're doing both games, we're we're including that. part two. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I don't well, think that the Last of Us did, is for you. Man. I guess I guess we need. Yeah, God. <laughs> no, it had a real bummer. I guess they they. They misled them with what they thought the show was going to be with Bill and Frank's episode. Yeah. Of just, like, the one happy story in the apocalypse. Yeah, and I have news. Um, that doesn't happen in the game, Also man. not in the game. <laughs> yeah, they took the happy story that you thought was owed to Sam and Henry and gave it to Bill and Frank instead. Because yeah. they also have a sad ending. That's real. It's weird that, like, sad. a double suicide is a happy ending in this series. Mm. Anyway. It's a dark show. Probably shouldn't watch it if you need to pick me up on Sunday nights. Yeah. What are you doing watching HBO on Sunday nights if you're... They probably meant to watch Velma. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Velma... <laughs> Velma's just boring. With, so. all of its, with all of its colors and jokes. <laughs> all of its really, really funny Landon jokes. Bright colors and catchphrases. I just... But yeah. Anyway. I think we talked about the thing. Did we? Did we talk about the thing? I feel like yeah. we talked about the thing. Episode length's getting a little long. Yeah, true. Um, okay. Well then, do you guys have a happy for this week? That isn't mm. The Last of Us? Yeah, it will. <laughs> the Last of Us was super not a happy. Despite how much I am enjoying it, it's not really a happy. Um, yeah, we just had kind of a nice weekend. We had a nice Valentine's Day date. We went and saw Knock at the Cabin. Knock at the Cabin was good. Uh, which is uh, a film starring Jonathan Groff and Dave Bautista. It's a horror movie based on a book by also Paul Also brutal, Trump. though. Do not go see it if you want to have a uplifting Sunday night. Also, just, just letting you know that. But go ahead. Based on a book that I read by Paul Tremblay. Uh, they changed the ending. I thought... They might, because the book ending is a downer, and I didn't think a Hollywood movie had the guts to do it, and they didn't, but it didn't ruin it, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know that it's, like, great, but it's definitely M. Night Shyamalan's best movie in over ten years. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Which is not, like... It's on my list of things to see. Yeah, not, like, a huge bar to clear, but it's more on the level of, like, Signs or The Sixth Sense. Or what signs would be without Mel Gibson. Yeah, signs if we could deep fake Mel Gibson out of it. <laughs> what about your happy bliss? I finally watched Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Oh, how did was you it? enjoy? I 
I liked it. I cried a little. Mm-hmm. It was it was a little all over the place. I guess it kind of would have had it to kind of yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, it couldn't pick one or even two storylines that it wanted to follow, and that's fine because it like made it there in the end. Um, I do see why everybody is shipping Shuri and Nemoir. Um, yes, I'm. I'm for that. Yeah, I ship it. I, I am too. I haven't even seen the movie, but I ship it. Because it would be hard. Fisherman uh, Handsome. Raylo mm-hmm. 2. <gasps> oh no, is it? <laughs> it is Raylo 2 Electric Boogaloo. Hell yeah. Bring awesome. it on, uh, baby. Awesome. We will have to talk about that. New more. Give me, give me another fucking toxic ship that is also <laughs> give me another really boring well, straight yeah. ship a really <laughs> boring heterosexual <gasps> ship that is just a little bit dangerous and it makes teenage girl fans insane. absolutely insane awesome love it my favorite yeah it's my favorite flavor of boring head ship mm-hmm. <laughs> i enjoyed it though it was beautiful to um to put in my eyeballs mm-hmm so yeah would recommend all right good to know um but yeah that does it for us this week Mm -hmm. i did not follow through on my promise of listening to an episode to remember how i end the show so let's see how i do something about social media and if contact us if you have stories you want us to cover yep contact us if you have stories you want us to cover we're on the socials (laughs) Uh, Twitter and Instagram at uh, Blissfully Show. We also have a YouTube. I post links to it there. Um, do we have a TikTok? We do have a TikTok. Yeah, that's where all the it's kids also are these a Blissfully Show. Yeah, I forgot about our TikTok. That's I haven't so posted funny. on there in a second. I should post on there sometime. Mm-hmm. Well, we're back now. <laughs> we have content for the content gods. But yeah, I mean, that's basically how I end this. Mm -hmm. I've plugged our pluggables. Please like, comment, subscribe. I really appreciate all the sweet comments and uh, warm reception we got back. Um, People even commented and let us know what they were up to the past seven months, which I thought was really sweet. That's so cute. Mm -hmm. We appreciate y'all guys' happies. Who like hearing us talk our dumb opinions yeah i always feel like i'm just hanging out at a bar with my friends and getting real fandom drunk again it's a good time yeah it was sweet so until next time y'all all right bye-bye. bye bye yeah that's the thing is that they like we've fucked society's algorithm <laughs>